the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Disciples Pathway Ministries. Welcome to Disciples Pathway Ministries, a mobile ministry with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Disciples Pathway Ministry is a mobile ministry advancing the kingdom of God so that no one is left behind when Jesus Christ, our King of Kings, returns for his great church. Good Sunday afternoon, family. This is Minister Dion. You have me today. My mother always sends you guys her love. She's always praying for you guys. You guys are constantly on her mind, on our family's mind, and we love you all. Uh, Today, we have a special message, and the Spirit really laid this on my heart because it's just something that needs to be understood amongst the body of Christ, those who are believing and those who are coming in to believe. But before that, I would like to pray for our knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Father God, we come before you this day, letting go all things that we have been carrying amiss. We pray that you, O Lord Jesus, will come into our hearts, be seated at the table with us, that we may have one with you and you with us. Father God, we rebuke any hindrances, any distractions, anything that will deter us from the word that you will have for us to receive this day. Father, we do pray for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding as your spirit will guide us into all light and truth. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, family, today I just wanted to speak to you all about our worship. Worship, worship, worship. Whether you know it or not, it's something that we do. It's really an automated function of our humanity. It's a place that we all have either been in or coming into. And to be quite honest, we never leave. Again, it is that which makes us humane. Because if this place of worship is not functioning, then I tell you, family, your soul and thus your body is not functioning. You are a dead being. It is that which is instinctive in us. Due to the God-like nature revealed to us in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, when God said, let us make man in our image. Worship happens at the innermost sanctuary. It's the innermost sanctuary of our heart. It's a very sacred place. This is why many persons, places, or things cannot access it. There are many reasons why a lot of person, places, or things will not survive in this worship atmosphere. So the title of today's message is Welcome to Worship. Again, Welcome to Worship. The reason why a lot of person, places, or things will not survive in this atmosphere It's many reasons, but I give you one today. I submit to you one. It 
is because it functions in a different time zone. It functions in a different time zone. As I just said, this is a place that we never leave. Even if you try to leave it, you couldn't leave it. It is all too important or all too embedded or all too much of a functionality of our existence. Again, it has operations in a different time zone. Thus, it has an heavenly impact rather than an earthly reaction. It has a heavenly impaction rather than an earthly reaction. What am I saying here? Oftentimes we said worship, and I'll elaborate on this later on here in the message, worship takes stillness. It takes stillness. Worship happens in a moment of time. This place is functioning at all times. When you go into this place of worship, you should not expect to see that anything would move around you here on earth. But things are moving in the heavenly realm as you enter into this place. And as it is moving in the heavenly realm, that means it is moving on the timetable of eternity. I must distinguish between Kyrios and Kronos time. Kronos is what we now know. This is where we get our calendars. This is where we get our 24-hour clock. This is where we account history. This is where we account our our, uh, birth and our family lineage and origin chronologically. Kronos. However, the other time period is Kyrios. Kyrios is a moment in time. When God created the heavens and the host of the heavens and God created the earth and the host of the earth back in Genesis, he said, let there be, let there be, let there be. And then it was God had a moment in time. God had a moment where he said, let there be light. And there it was. God had a moment where he said that the waters be separated from above, from the waters below and the, the heavens open up. And he had a moment when the dry land appeared. Because God in eternity works in karyos, a moment. And this place of worship is a moment in time with God. It's a moment in eternity with God, we have to come, we have to be, as we exist in the chronos, we have to come into the karyos. We're going to exist in the chronos as long as we're walking here on earth. But in order to get into that heavenly realm, God is not waiting for you to pass and draw your last breath to get to the heavenly realm. He wants you to have a moment in the heavenly realm and live and proceed from that heavenly realm in the, in the karyos, in the moment. Again, this place of worship, this place of worship takes stillness. I have to come away from the chronos of time, the movement of time in this earth, and come into the stillness. Oftentimes, how we relate to God is going to be in opposition of this world. In order to receive the goods of God, I have to deny the goods of this world. In order to receive a life in God, I have to declare death to this world. 
in order to enter into the karyos moment with God, I have to deny the chronological time that I exist. I have to come into this still place with God. My greatest desire or objective for this day is that we will come into a greater understanding of this place, this sacred, holy place, this innermost place within ourselves, this place of worship. Without further ado, I take us to Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Thank you for the reading of your word, Father. And so there's something in here that I want us to highlight, if you will. And it is that when he says you must present your bodies a living sacrifice, we have to present our bodies a living sacrifice to God. And if you are reading this from the New King James Version of the Bible, when it goes down into chapter three, that subtitle from that subtitle from which we are talking about in Romans chapter 12, verses one and two, then it talks about service. Then it talks about gifts. Then it talks about our giving. So in order to move forward in our actions and how we carry out day to day, we have to come into this place. Whether you enter into it intentionally or unknowingly, we are proceeding from this place. In order to serve God or serve anybody, we have to come from this place. In order to make a living, you have to provide some service. And that service comes from this place. Which implies that you received instruction before your service. Which implies that somebody spoke to you with instruction. Which is a master or a lord, O servant. <laughs> follow me, family, follow me. The reason God beckons us to this place is because there is a master that sits here. The enemy seduces us also in this place because he is trying to put a master there. If I can put money there, if I can put family there, if I can put any circumstance or situation there, then everything that you, that you, that you do, be it good or bad, is going to proceed from this place. This is why God it's not going to necessarily judge our actions, but he's going to judge our hearts because from our hearts, our action proceed. The innermost place of our hearts this place of worship. The emphasis on presenting our bodies. Let's talk about the psychology of presenting our bodies. When he says present your bodies as a living sacrifice, first, this puts you in a vulnerable position. You are vulnerable. Adam and Eve were naked before God. God desires 
weakness and vulnerability in order for him to use you. God cannot strengthen what's already strong. This is also a space and a place of intimacy. Unless you work in some other field that requires you to be naked. Most people are not going to be viewed by many other people naked. The only people that oftentimes will see you naked throughout your lifetime is the doctors who were there when you were born. Your parents who raised you and changed you. And your spouse and those physicians that come later on in life. But there is a small crop and group of people that will actually see you naked. So being naked puts us in a space and a place of intimacy. We viewed that word intimacy long ago. That word means honoring, temah, the root. In the state of honor. In the state of honor. If I'm nude before anything or anybody, that vulnerability puts me in a state of honor. And if I dishonor my body in that state, then it is a dishonor to God whom we're naked before at our first. So we cannot speak about worship without drawing a certain comparison. There is a reason why intimacy is desired in a marital covenant. The act of sex is just a coming forth of a heart of intimacy. Our bodies are performing what is going coming forth from our hearts. What am I saying here? I take you to Exodus 34 verses 12 through 16. Take heed to yourself. Unless you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you are going. Lest it be a snare in your midst. But you shall destroy their altars, break their sacred pillars, and cut down their wooden images. For you shall worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they play the harlot with your gods, and make sacrifices to their gods. And one of them invites you, and eat, and you eat of his sacrifice, and you take of his daughter for your sons and his daughters, Play the harlot with their gods and make your sons play the harlot with their gods. So here in Exodus and in other places, especially in that first in those first five uh, chapters of the Bible known as the Torah, God places an emphasis on worship. Hey, I'm about to bring y'all into a promised land. I'm about to bring y'all into a place filled with milk and honey. But before I bring y'all into y'all in that place, I got to get y'all right in this place, this sacred place, this place of worship. Before I take y'all to the physical sacred place, I got to get y'all spiritual sacred place in line. Because this place has no other man known, nor can we wrap our minds around because it's, a, it's spiritually discerned. Where it says that his name is Jealous. We had a message long ago about this, Jehovah Kana, which means, again, God is jealous. And this is not a normal jealousy like my neighbor got the new car. I will want the new car also. No, this is a specific jealousy between a husband 
and his wife. Why is God taking up the mindset of a husband? Well, I submit to you that out of Adam proceeded Eve, and he tagged himself as a keeper and called himself her husband and her his wife. Out of God proceeded you, and he tagged himself as your keeper and has declared himself your husband. So this is how poly worship and holotry go hand in hand. They go absolutely hand in hand because God says that he inhabits the praises of my of his people. This is the only opportunity that we can come in to God. All throughout that Old Testament, as I spoke, they would sit up, they would set up altars and the Levitical priesthood would come present the sacrifices of the people. And oftentimes there was there, the Levite, the priest, many would come in and not be able to enter out because they would die because there was a certain particular matter that God in a certain order that God required that they would come in with the washing with a certain number of sacrifices, wearing a certain garment or a certain robe or a certain clothing. Because you cannot enter into this place under any condition because this place was a holy place. And so when you come into this place of worship, you enter into a certain intimate space with God. This is the only place that you can enter into God. So we must be careful what sits in this place. A lot of what sits in this place can be deceptive. A lot of what sits in this place can be hidden. We talked about giving a few weeks ago, how we can give selflessly, but with selfish motive, with a selfish heart. Because you have you on your mind. So, you have gotten instructions from a place that God never told you to get instructions from. And oftentimes these things will appear good. Not everything that's good to do is the right thing to do. Not everything that is good to you is right for you. Oftentimes God will redirect you from where you think you're at. So that he may bring you into where he's designed you to be. Moving forward, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 2 and 3 says, Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her and likewise the wife also to her husband. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her. This act of worship is a duty. This act of worship is a duty. He said, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife. So worshiping multiple gods, worshiping in multiple places, letting multiple things sit on the altar of your heart. It will bring you into a immoral place. It will bring you into a divided place. It will bring you into a broken place because there's only one that can occupy that space. It's only one that can occupy that space, and it's the Lord. He created that space. 
that space, again, is not even consciously recognized. That place is not even consciously recognized. That place of worship within us has to literally, it it, it takes a certain maturity. Because we can't naturally see it. Because, again, it's spiritually discerned and sacred in nature. So in order to acknowledge that, in order to acknowledge that place, there's steps that proceed before worship, prayer and praise. Think of prayer as the courting process. Prayer is making a petition known. If you want to get to know, if you want to get to know who somebody is, you have to get to know them. How you get to know anybody, you have to ask questions. So in prayer, I make my my petitions known to God. Not only about prayer is not only about asking about what I want. Prayer is also about asking and more and more so about asking about who you are. Then we got praise. Praise is based on performance. I praise you because you answered my prayer. I praise you because you were able to perform the word that you gave me when I asked you. So you could think about this as more so of a proposal. God gave you a word. God said, enter into this place with me. May I take your hand in this marriage. And now we can enter into a place of worship. This is where he becomes our husband man. So through, through prayer, through praise, we enter into that place of worship. But if we don't use or come into that realm of prayer and come into that realm of knowing how to praise, then worship will function ignorantly. And if worship functions ignorantly, that means it's in the darkness. And who's the prince Who's the father of darkness? I close. Again, he wants to be our husband. That word is two words. House and bond. One who bonds the house. In order for something to be bonded, it has to first be broken. It takes brokenness. Family, you have to know that you are born broken. We have to know that sin has came in and broken us. We have to know that there is a need for deliverance. We have to know that in your hurt, there's only one who can heal. Brokenness, family. Don't try to avoid it. Don't try to go around it. Don't try to distract. Don't try to deter from it. Don't try to Wash it or rinse it or suppress it or put it in the basement of your mind or sweep it under the under the rug. Brokenness is an opportunity, family. Psalms 46 says, be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still, be still, be still. This word be still in the Hebrew means Rapha. Which is one of our Lord's names. Jehovah Rapha, our master. Of healing. God wants to heal you where you're broken. God doesn't want to leave you as you are. He wants you to bring. He wants He wants you to come into the fullness and the wholeness. Of who he's called you to be. Jehovah Rapha. 
wants to make himself your husband, man. Jehovah Rapha wants to sit on the throne of your worship. And if you are wanting to make the Lord your Savior, I would ask, family, that you would repeat this prayer after me if you have not received him already. Lord, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe you hung, bled, and died in my place. You, the Son of God, then rose. It is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Lord Jesus, you are welcomed in this place of my heart. May your spirit never depart. Receive me as I receive you this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Family, welcome to the family. You are now welcome to worship. Until next time, one voice, I speak life. Thanks for listening to Disciples Pathway Ministries with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Thanks for your prayers and for your gifts to his great work of God. For booking and requests for services, look up Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook. That's Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.